Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads Standing in the huddle Listening to the call Fans going crazy for the boys of fall Hey everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter with Coach Johnson I'm your host Dave Johnson we got a good show to talk about tonight we got the... Uh, Special guest coming on here about 9.15, uh, women's football, finally in full swing. Um, I did get to watch just a bits and pieces of a few games. It was live stream on live stream this weekend, some of the WNFC games. The North Florida Pumas, I see, uh, beat the uh, New Orleans Hippies. Hippies being a brand new organization and team. Looked like they had a pretty good D line, but the Pumas, I'm not sure what score was. Only got to see a little bit of the first half and a little bit of the uh, Atlanta Phoenix and Alabama Fire game. I believe Atlanta ended up pulling that out, but it was it wasn't no pushover game when I seen it. Um, but they. They uh, pulled it out in the end. I'm not sure what what score was, and then I seen where the uh, Dallas, not the Dallas, but Texas League Spartans beat the Houston Houston Heat. Again, I'm not sure about the scores. I didn't quite keep up with it. But, uh, hey, football, women's football is finally in full swing. We've been waiting for it to get started for quite a while, and seems like it's been forever since the uh, July the 14th, 15th last year, and uh, man, I'm I'm glad it's here. The weather's starting to turn pretty here, and we're all looking forward to that. Um, there, the Prodigy played the Knights last week uh, in the USWFL. Uh, they beat them. Uh, Hampton Rose Lady Gators beat the Fayetteville Fierce. I believe that was all the games played. I believe everybody else was on a bye, but I know this week uh, our team, Tri-City Thunder, traveled to West by God, Virginia to take on the West Virginia Wildfire, and uh, man, we got plenty of plenty of energy for that game. I'm just here to tell you. Uh, so they, they better be ready. Um, I think the DMV Knights, I believe, traveled to uh, uh, Keystone Salt, if I'm not mistaken, and the Hampton Rose Lady Gators traveled to the Carolina Cardinals. So, should be some uh, pretty interesting games this weekend. Um, no doubt that, uh, you know, Prodigy, man, they're, they're good every year. They're just solid. They return all those players. Uh, good work ethic, good coach, and good organization. 
lady gator seemed to be in rare form, uh, blowing out people and doing a lot of scoring as well. So there's there's a lot a lot of good teams in in our league, you know, and that's one thing I'm gonna talk about when I get my guests on here a little bit because they've been in the in the WFA as well. But you know, I, I'm torn between. Well, I'm not torn. I'm just sort of. I, you know, I get aggravated when I hear all this talk about the WFA and listen. I've said it, said it, said it, and over and over on the show that they're very good league, have some great teams in the league. But everybody fails to mention, like, last week was their start of the season and they had two games forfeited already, you know. So all that stuff seems to be, you know, you never hear about that stuff. And, listen, it, it happens to everybody. Don't get me wrong, it happens to everybody. But, you know, and that's one thing, you know, I'm going to talk about is, is, you know, why. I know we talked about it before why that has to be, um, you know, it shouldn't be. That's all I can say is, I mean, it, it shouldn't happen. Uh, people should take more pride in in what the other team has to lose as more than what they have to lose because the team that forfeits usually don't lose much, but the team that they forfeit on loses a lot. Uh, that don't make me happy at all, but uh, there is, uh, you know, they did have two teams for them. I'm not sure who they are. Uh, they did, and, and uh, uh, they, they I, I'm, I'm not a fan. But anyway, uh, they're, they're a good league. Don't get me wrong. The other league, WNFC, they're very good. They got some great teams. Don't, I'm not trying to dish anybody. And that, that's my whole point is we got great teams in our league as well, you know. Uh, they all have great teams, and they all have, you know, downfalls. There are none of them perfect, but just because, oh, I've got to, you know, I hear this all the time, big, big statement. <laughs> Excuse me, you, oh, you in the WFA, you get more recognition. Well, let me tell you something. When you don't win a game, what kind of recognition are you getting? I, I've not figured that out. I mean, I don't want to be recognized for getting my paint beat off every single game, no matter what league I'm in. I mean, it it, it don't matter. Losing is losing. And uh, so not sure, you know, what excuse me, what a lot of people think when they uh, choose these leagues stuff like that. But, uh, before, before my guest gets on here, I do want to say you know, um, we actually had uh, some uh, basketball left. Uh, the women's championship was won by Baylor. Uh, the uh, men's championship was won last night by Virginia. I heard I heard a little bit of the game. I was on my way to Michigan and got to catch a little bit of it. Went into overtime, and uh, then Virginia just pulled away in overtime. Some of you may not remember, and I'm and I'm one of them. That's why I brought it up. Is you know. Um, Virginia got beat last year. They were number one seed last year, and they got beat by number 16 seed. Well, this year, they were number one seed and fell behind a number 16 seed again by like 14. Had to rally behind to win almost every game. Man, 
you know, a guy got fouled on a last-second shot against Auburn and had to go make foul shots to win. I'm one of the same ones that when I said team they were number one seed, I'm, I'm one of them that they'll probably get beat first round again. I said they're the worst number one seed there is. What do I know? They go on and win. Uh, you know, I heard him talking to this coach, and, you know, he said that, it, you know, it was a, a gift. That loss, it's hard, to, it's hard to take this in if you're a coach. He said that loss was a gift when they lost last year. It just showed them exactly what can happen at any point in time, why you have to go back to work, why you have to trust the process, why you have to trust in everything. And you know what? It, it, it rang true. Um, they went on went on to win it. One thing that I did um, hear, and I, like I said, I didn't see it. I heard it on the radio on the road, and I lost station. I didn't get to hear the end of it. But I, I picked it up later and heard them talking. And, um, you know, then I heard them say on the news that one of the players for Texas Tech, and I was hoping Texas Tech would win it, by the way, uh, one of the players from Texas Tech, they were up and had the ball. I don't know how, where, or anything else, how a player gets a cell phone or whatever. He got it from the crowd or anything else. He, they're up by one or two, got the ball with very few seconds remaining. He takes a selfie of him and the score. Well, they they go on the loops. You know, and I, I'm thinking, man, I, I, I don't get it. You know, two years ago, we were in the same situation playing a, playing a team, and, and these two players um, late in the fourth quarter, they had to lead, and they're over taking selfies on the on the sideline of them and the score in the background. First of all, that was one of my players, and I heard about that. They, they wouldn't be happy when I found out about it. Uh, secondly, you know, we go on, we come back and win the game. We actually won it in overtime. I, you know, I, this all this new wave of the way people do things and and all that, all this social media, everybody knows I'm old, no old school, I don't do all that stuff. It, it, to me, it's gotten out of hand. You know, it, it's you got to, the main focus has been taken away from playing the game. You know, it's all about media, it's all about me, it's all about, you know, trying to, trying to be the first one out there to be, you know, first in front of the camera and all that. that that's not, I'm not a fan of that at all. But that come that come back to bite them in the butt both times. I did hear when they give this player for Virginia, the most outstanding player, the guy was so humble that, you know, he said, hey, I don't even deserve this. These two guys right over here uh, deserve it more than me, you know, and, and I thought, what a what a classy guy. He's the same guy that got fouled with like one or one second left or something in the Auburn game and had to go to the foul line and make three three shots, three foul shots to win the game. But I'm thinking, you know, what a what a classy guy. For so many of these these me me's and want to be the first to the camera and all that. For every hundred, you get one one guy like that. Not. I don't even remember the guy's name. I'd recognize him from him on the court, but but I really enjoyed uh, 
his interview and the way he talked and, you know, he, he spoke about his teammates and his family and he was part of the game. That they got they got beat in last year in the first round and, uh, you know, what it what it had meant to him to get back and, and the process. And, you know, just, just think of this, folks. What, how, first of all, that coach, man, he said, listen, it's, we're going to build on We're going to learn from it. We're going to be better from it. We're going to come back next year and be even better, and we're going to be in the same position, and we're going to win these games, and we're going to win the championship. It's, there's a lot. I mean, you can say a lot. And, you know, later on the show I'm going to talk about what a lot of people have said. You can say a lot. But staying on course, staying grounded, staying focused, to do exactly that very thing is tough to do in today's world. Uh, just because everybody wants to post stuff on social media, and it's so hard not to, you know, to bite into it, not to get on there and get in arguments with them and all that, which most of them, that's what they want. But it's so hard not to when they start talking about your program or they start talking about your players and, and all that, it, it's it's so hard not to. So for all the negative critics that they heard, you know, you get beat first time ever, I think, uh, or not maybe the first time ever, but uh, it's very happened very few times, a number 16 seed beat a one seed. All that stuff you have to hear forever and ever and ever. And then all the – you had to be pretty good through the year to get a number one seed. Then – you have to go back to the first round that that, that game, and uh, you you're in the same situation. You're down 14, you know, and here everybody is, and and you know I didn't know that either. I didn't even know that till last night, but you know I didn't think they would win. But, you know, here they are in the same in the same game against a different team, but same game, and and they're. Um, talking, you know, here we go again. And they come out and squeak by, I mean, probably, you know, the only one seed that may have had trouble again. And then they go beat the toughest teams there is out there. So there's there's just so much that, you know, to be said for any program that goes through those kind of things and a coach that can stay the course and be able to keep his players on that same course. That's what's so tough. Is for one, not for one year, they didn't uh, have to suffer through it because they started playing uh, way back when. But for a long time, I don't know when they started playing, probably what, October, November, we'll say. So, you know, for seven months, eight months, whatever it gets, eight months, They've been having to, you know, live with that, work through it, listen, you know, this coach has to keep them focused and, you know, we're definitely not going to be in that. That's that's so tough to do. And I know, you know, a lot of people might think it ain't, but when you're a coach and you have a program and you have young athletes and they, you know, even though most of those guys probably won championships in high school, wins at that level and the older you get, are tough to come by. And when you start, 
getting uh, doubt, it, it's tough. So for him to hold it together that long uh, with this team and for them to come back and win it all, was, his name's Tony Bennett, by the way, and, uh, you know, it just to me was, was pretty amazing. So I was, you know, I was really, uh, really liking uh, what I've seen about that and, you know, everything that has happened. And I'm I'm not a Virginia fan. I just like stories like that and the way it happened. You know, uh, Texas Tech, of course, made it there, had, the, had a chance to win it uh, in overtime of second left before it went to overtime. But, I mean, who's really heard of Texas Tech basketball? Anyway, it, it was a great story. Uh, just to me, as, you know, like I said many times on here, as a coach, I, I watch games differently now. I watch different parts and aspects and stuff. And uh, to hear to hear this whole story and to know what happened to them last year and what they accomplished this year was, was you know, pretty amazing. And I don't care if you're a Virginia fan or, or who you are. So, but, uh, you know, I was real, real tickled about that. So, well, our guest is, is here. Let's let's welcome into the show the owner of the 2018 uh, USWFL Iron Woman Champion, uh, Hampton Roads Lady Gators. Katisha, are you there? How you doing, Dave? Hey, what's going on? Appreciate you coming on the show. <laughs> so thanks for having me on the show. I'm doing great. Yeah. Hey, tell me, uh, tell me about your team. I know, uh, uh, I know y'all rolling. Um, uh, you got it going. Look, look like you're in our form better than ever. Tell, tell us about them. Uh, well, we pretty much only have now returning. We have a lot of new talent this season, um, and we have a really nice running back receiver named Bria Hill. Um, we have a new quarterback, Tanisha Hamlin. I mean, it's just um glad that we got that much talent that came on this year, you know, and really stuck around. I mean, but we're doing pretty well. We're up to about 20 players right now, and we're rolling. Everybody's pretty much on the same page. You know, everybody, everybody just ready to ball out. That's about it. Right. Well, we are, we know you're two and zero, and and what most people don't realize, and and I I say this all the time, and it's it's truly been this way, and I'll say this with my team, and and pretty much your team, because I know what you've I've known you for last few years, and every year seems to be just a different year because you have a bunch of different players. And that's what has made the prodigy so dang good over the years is like they have about thirty returning players this year. You know, they got good coaching staff, good organization, and return thirty players. Are you kidding me? And you know, here I, every year is a rebuilding year for me, you know, and I, I'm thinking, Wow, you know, how tough that must how easy it is for them and how tough it is for us to just try to put a team out there every every week that can compete, you know, let alone win, but just compete 
and you know, it, it seems that there's more teams that are in that rebuilding stage than there is teams uh, like them that re- retain that many players. Hey, you're right about that. I mean, it really boils down to commitment. You have a lot of people who just don't want to commit to anything. A lot of these women don't want to commit. They don't like, you know, the consequences that come behind, you know, not being at practice. They don't want to stand accountable for anything. So, I mean, they say, you know, a lot of them feel like they come to practice maybe once a month and, you know, we're going to come and we're going to play football. That's not how it works, you know. I'm not sure how, you know, a lot of other programs, and I talk to you, you know, we're pretty much on the same page about it. If you can't come to practice and, you know, you don't want to perform and, you know, want to stand accountable for the things that you do or not being at practice, then, I mean, I just don't keep, you know, a lot of them I don't keep. So that's probably how my, well, you know, my numbers come right. back so, you know, so little. Right. Well, you know, the the first time I was ever introduced to women's football, it was I was just amazed because all the years I'd ever played or been a part of been a part of something, there was no if ands or buts about oh you come to practice. You were going to practice or you weren't on the team. It was just that simple. And and mm-hmm. I know it's different. We're dealing with women afterward, family but I, I get it. We all get it. We all have a job. There's there's no doubt. I, I understand it. But most of these practices are on the weekends, and most of these people, I know Jennifer drove 225 miles one way to play. She'd be the first person there. I mean, that 30-some on the roster and usually have eight or so show up to practice. And I'm thinking, man, I, I would, I, I mean, I'm just telling you, I couldn't live, live with it. I would go crazy, you know. But what I found out is exactly what you just said. They don't want to be accountable. They don't want to commit. But you know what? All these girls that get out of school, that that if they don't go to college or whatever, they start a job, or even if they go to college and don't play sports, they fall back into this pickup softball game. And, you know, they're all the time calling. If you can if you can catch and hit, they'll call you up, hey, can you come fill in this week? You never have to practice. You don't ever have to do anything. And they call themselves athletes, you know, and they'll, they'll say, oh, I, oh, I, you know, you see a new recruit, and you'll say, oh, you play sport? Oh, yeah, I play softball. Who do you play? Well, we play on a co-ed or this, that, and other. Well, listen, you know me. I'm fat and out of shape and everything else, and I can go play pickup softball because I can catch your pitch and don't even have to run the dang bases. I mean, <laughs> what kind of athlete do you have to be? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm being serious about it. And the commitment, you don't have to have a commitment because you don't practice that much. And I think that's what we're dealing with, with trying to get these girls to to commit. I found out over the years exactly what you said. The main thing that scares them to death is when you say that word commitment, and practice, it's like, oh my God, you done said it all. You, you might as well pull out a gun and run them off, you know. And I think, yes. I think that's, I think you're right, and that's why I say, how in the world can these big teams keep these players intact like that, like the Prodigy and and the Divas and and the Boston's and the Texas teams and all? I just you know, for the life of me, I just I can't figure it out. And 
you know, so to to rebuild each year to have a team, you know, like like you do. I mean, the last two years, last year and this year, you had not just a, a good small team, you had a good team. Period. And this brings me into the subject I want to talk about tonight because you've been in the league as well as I have. This Burmy guy, he he makes me mad, man. I'm gonna tell you something. He was he was at, he loves the prodigy. He was at the prodigy assault, and he gives the prodigy love, but he don't give no none of the rest of us any love. Now, you just went and scrimmaged here a while back a Division Two team from the WFA and a Division One team in the Divas, and you held your own. We we're not going to announce scores or anything like that, but you held you were better in one and you held your own in the other. So. You've been in both leagues, and you know as well as I know, just because we're not in the WFA doesn't mean that every Division Three team in the WFA is better than us. Right. Uh, I mean, we can, we pretty much can compete and win in the WFA, I mean, against some of the bigger Division Two teams and, you know, a lot of a lot of teams in Division One they get the glitz and glory, but they I'm not going to say that they they're not that good, but they're just not as good as people put them out there to be. You know what I'm saying? We we played each other. You know what I'm saying? I know the talent that you have on your team. You know what I'm saying? And, and I already know that if we were to to go into the WFA, we'll be able to go and compete and win. We've been yeah, there before. Both teams right. we have been there before. You know, well, so, see, too, you're looking now how much better you are now than you were then. I mean, yeah. if you would have had the team you had last year or the team you had this year, you would have been competing for the Division Three WFA check. There's no doubt in my mind I've watched those teams. <laughs> that's, that's my point here is this, is, listen, the WFA has a good team. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not on here to, to kick the WFA the curb, they have some really, really good teams. But they also have some really, really bad teams. Yes. And yes. when and when you start just talking about, like, that, all right, they want to talk about the WFA, last week the WFA had two forfeits. Already in, game, in week one, already two forfeits. Yes. You have a team... You have a team that has been in existence as long as ours has that can't even get the ball across the 25 or 30-yard line, man. I'm just saying you've got teams that are really, really bad. They do have some really good teams like the WNFC. They have some really good teams. But then they have some teams that aren't really that good. It's just like our league. We have some really good teams, and then we have some that are not really good. So my, my whole point is, all this guy ever wants to talk about is the WFA, WFA, WFA. And I'm really getting tired of it, and I don't even know this cat, but but I get tired of hearing about how good something is. You know what? I, I thought this other day. If if they're truly that much better than us, uh, let's, just put, let's just play it. Let's just see. Let's just say that, you know, me after their, as a matter of fact, they moved their championship up this year to the same time as our championships. 
I would I would like to see after the USWFL, Iron Woman has their championships. The winner and the loser play the the winner play the winner of the WFA and the loser play the loser at a WFA at a neutral site somewhere to see who's the best. That's what yeah, I propose. Uh, huh? That would be dope. That would be dope. That would be. Yes. I doubt we'd ever get it anybody to agree to it, but listen, that would be hey, you wanna see who's better? You know? Hey, put put it out there to see who's better. I mean, that's gonna I mean it's like the prodigy. You pull you pull their I mean, I have no doubt that listen, I'm not trying to put anybody's team down, but I mean they haven't been challenged in forever. And mm-hmm. if they go on and win it again this year, put them up against the team that wins the Division Two in the WFA. Let's just see, because there's you teams. Probably put them against, you probably could put them against the um, better team in the Division One program in the WFA. Right. Well, I'm just saying they're they're as good a Division Two team as there is. I firmly believe that. Is yeah, what I'm saying. Are. So. Yeah. So I figured that your team is as good a Division Three team as there probably is. And, you know, I, all I'm saying is he likes the prodigy, but the rest of us are pretty much chump change in his mind, and I that sort of ticks me off if you don't know the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, you know what, if they're really that good, let's just see if we can't get this worked out. The two championship games are on the same the, the league games. Or on the same day, two or three weeks after that, find a neutral site, let the winners play the winners, and the runner-ups play the runner-ups, and let's just see what happens. I mean, that's the only true way. That's the only true way to ever figure out who's going, who's the best. And you know what? If if their WFA team beat our team, hey, I'll bow down and say, hey, dude, you're right. But if our, our USWFL team beat their WFA team, I want to hear it as well. I just, I just want you know, I just want to know that everybody to know that there's good teams in each league and there's bad teams in each league. You know, it's not just well they got 70 teams. Well, they do have well 65. Well, they probably got what eight Division One teams. They probably got 20, 25 Division Two. So they got 35 Division Three teams. And I would say, Katisha, that probably 15 of those thir- uh, 35 probably are not too good. What would you say? <laughs> I would say the same thing. And I could see out of those teams how many are going to try to abort ship by the beginning of the next season and try to come on board with the USWFL. Well, I mean, listen, I mean, here, here's the thing. I, I'll say this. You, you hear, you know, it's like, or I will say like the uh, – uh, Capital City Savages, you know, they left our league and went to the WFA, and that, that's fine. They, you know, they claimed it was for travel and all that, and that's fine if that's true. But here's the thing: you you can't, you didn't win it in our league, you didn't even make it to the championship game, and you're gonna go over there. And they're the way their playoffs is. I mean, they only take quite like six teams from that's from good. the east and six from the west. And in time, you play a Division One or two games across the the, the board, uh, it, it falls into you might have a really good team and not even make the playoffs the way they do that Massey rate crap, you know. Yeah. So, 
it's it. Listen, I, man, you talked about before. I would rather travel and know I had a chance, at least a chance to win, as to know I didn't travel and know I was going to get the crap beat out of me because we weren't nearly as, uh, you know, not able to say prepared, but wasn't had the team caliber that somebody else had. And that's because they're quick to um, pack on Division Two and Division One teams on the Division Three teams. They say it goes by area or whatever have you, but I don't think it's fair that a team with 20-something players should have to play all season a team against 30, 40, and 50 players. And you know when you're making that schedule that what it's going to look like at the end of each game, but you're not caring about the, you know, the lower roster team. That's why we ended up leaving the WFA. Well, hey, that's why I left there, too, running because I got knocked out because the first team we had to play was your team that you was on at the time show up with 42 players. The next week they show up with 32 players. And, and I started with 16, and it was down to 10 before you could blink an eye. You know, then was told you wouldn't have to play anybody but Division three teams. And when, to me, Patricia, when you can put uh, more emphasis on if you play a Division one team and you get beat, then it means you get you get a better rating than playing a Division three team and getting a win. Anytime a loss means more than a win, something's not right. That is true because they put us up against, I think it was Carolina Phoenix. They beat us 60 to nothing first game of the season, which discouraged a lot of my players. You know, by the end of the season, I think I started out with like 25 maybe. By the end of the season, we only had 11, and we finished the game against um, the um, the Black Widows with only 10 players on the field. And she didn't, you know, they didn't want to change anything. So and then they, yeah. they came up with this rolling roster thing where you can only have a Division three, you can only have a certain amount of players on your roster, you know, for you know for each game. But that that didn't work well either. So yeah, well, I just. I just think that, you know, we're we're listen, people don't realize we're just in the stage two of us completely taking over this thing and there it's gonna take you can't you know yourself, I mean, this is your third or fourth team with your year with your team and, and you've seen the progress of how far they've came along and anything you do is not built overnight. And when you're dealing with all these other teams and you're having to depend on them, it's it's tough to get everything done that you want to do. But we're we're certainly, you know, trying to make it uh, more even and fair across the board because you said a key word just a minute ago that getting discouraged, you know. And my, my thing is when I talk about this team that I said had been in existence since ours, they're a good-sized market area, and they they can't even get the ball across the 25 or 30, and I mean, they're, they're not even close to scoring, man. And at some point, I don't care where you are, who you are, at some point, unless you're just filthy rich and you start buying players to come in there, you're not going to have a team, because I don't care who it is, how much you love football, winning is everything and losing sucks. And I think everybody understands the rebuilding and 
getting a program built up, but after five years and you've never had close to a winning season, I, I think that at some point in time, uh, a lot of a lot of girls are going to get discouraged. Yes, they do. They really do. Um, it's like you know, you got it when you get that kind of discouragement. You have you know other teams that are in your your area. That's when they start you know pretty much moving on. They don't no matter the travel, no matter nothing. You know they'll go and move to another team. You know that they feel is better suited for them. You know we we pretty much came across that you know this year, and I'm quite sure you know other teams have as well. You know, they feel like, you know, that's not a, you know, the team is not a good fit for them. They will go to another team that they feel that, you know, I'm not going to say better, but better suited for them. Right. They try to, you yeah. know, get away from, you know, the 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 glitz and the glory of, you know, I would say like the WFA or, you know, the teams that are in, in that brand. But I feel pretty lucky that. You know, some of you know the players that we you know did get you know came down and wanted to play you know for us. But well, how, well, how far how far is it from you to to Richmond? Uh, about an hour and twenty minutes. Okay, how far from you to to DC area? Uh, about four hours. Okay, it is four hours. So, yeah. you, but you know what? That's really, I mean. And I know that's a lot because Jennifer traveled that to play. But I'm going to say this. I will promise you this. As a player, okay, I'm, I'm loyal to – I'm loyal to when, when people say, oh, I'm loyal to my team. Describe loyal to, okay? Yeah. Is organization yeah. loyal? Is everybody else as loyal as you at showing up, preparing, wanting to win and all that? So there's there's – you got to find oil, but as a player, I'm going to go play. If I'm within four hours of all these teams, and okay, so within four hours, there's there's you, there's Richmond, there's uh, the two the Divas, the Prodigy, now the Knights. Uh, there's going to be another few around the Virginia area before long. Um, so basically, you got eight or nine teams. And I, if I'm within that four-hour range, I'm going to go play where that fits what I think loyalty should be, and yeah. which team gives me the best opportunity to reach my goals and team goals. And and I think you're exactly right. We're at a stage to where these girls are going to do that more than ever, in an area like that. Yeah, yes. We not only have players but coaches as well. You know, they, you know, you have a lot of teams that are digging around, you know, town for, you know, the best suit and, you know, coaching staff and the, you know, best, you know, suiting players and then they're forgetting about, you know, a lot of players that have been there since day one and they put them on the roster and just leave them standing on the sidelines for four, five, six games. Those players, they're not going to stick around. They're not even giving them the opportunity, you know, to play. You know, being on a small team like, you know, like we have with the Iron Woman, we're giving them every opportunity to get on the, you know, the field and show their talent. That's why, you know, I say some of them are really, you know, leaving and 
you know, coming to where they can get the play. Well, listen, and I and I'm I, I had to play against you guys. I had to play you three times last year, lost the championship to you and all that. But I, when it when it comes down to it, I, I am a realist and. And here, here's the bottom line. You got girls on your team that can play on any team. I got girls that can play on my team that can play on any team. Uh, now they might go to those teams. All these girls, they may not be given opportunity, but as far as talent-wise, they have the talent to go play there. Yeah, that's, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is a lot of these girls like your girl. 14, she's as good as there is, okay? I don't care. I don't care where she plays. She's as good as there is. You put her anywhere, she's going to gain a 1,000 yards, man. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. If she's given the opportunity, that's just it, man. It, it, without, when, when this stuff is not regulated, and, you know, I've seen it when, when they chose these um, – USA teams, when they had that camp down there, um, I've seen, oh, I know girls personally, and you do too, that made that team. And then I watched these girls play, and I'm thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I know, I know girls that didn't make it, and these girls made it. They didn't even get a look because, listen, when they went in there, the coach started saying, okay, well, you go with this team, you go with that team, and that team. All the people he knew was already on his first team. Yep. That's that's not listen, that's that's not the way I work. I can assure you that. I'm gonna give everybody on my team a chance because hey, I'm looking for that diamond in the rough, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking yeah. for somebody that can tote that rock uh, as fast as anybody down the field. I don't care who they are and all my players will tell you it don't matter if you're a rookie, if you've been there the longest or if you just show up. If you can play, you're gonna be playing. And I think that a lot of these teams are are running these players off, like you said. They're standing on the sideline saying, hey, I can go down here and play. And then before long, it's like the team says, wow, man, that girl there, she's gotten a lot better. We didn't know how good she was. It's because they don't give them an opportunity. And she was probably that, you know, that good all along. You know, just having the right coaches, you know, get with them and steer them in the right direction. You know, having other players to try to, you know, work with them, you know, hitting the gym and, you know, going to these trainers and, you know, coming in, you know, making it to practice, learning their plays, you know, it's just better that way, I guess, because what I hear is, you know, I'm getting a better opportunity. I want the better opportunity. I want this. I want that. You know, but you got to, first of all, they got to come in and they got to, you know, pretty much compete with those that are there because nobody just comes in and just walks on the field and just because of where you came from, you're going to get that burn. No, you have to work for that spot, you know, and they compete against each other. That's what makes, you know, that's what makes, you know, our practice, you know, good and, you know, interesting because they compete, compete with each other those three hours that we practice every Sunday. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I just, uh, you know, I I say all the time that these teams that that have have that many players, it's, I mean, I'll be honest, I, I wouldn't want 50 or 60 players because I don't know how you would ever keep them there. I don't know how you would ever keep them happy because, listen, there's not enough playing time because 
first and foremost, you have I'm going to go at winning the game. That's my main objective. I'm going to win that game no matter what. Once the game's in control, then I'm going to start playing whoever. But I'm going to play my best players until I've won that game, or if I never win it, they're going to play to the end. And if you got 50 or 60 players, and all these players paying this big fee to play, I don't know how they ever keep them happy. Now, the the good part of that is you get to choose your 11 now, those 50. But, you know, I don't know how they ever keep them satisfied. And I, I think that it's impossible to keep everybody satisfied. You know, you got some there to play the whole game, and you got some there to just be on a practice team. That's how I always see it. You know, and you got your offense, you got your defense. You know, they have, you know, kickoff and, you know, punt teams or whatever. But everybody pretty much don't don't get to show their true talent, a large roster team. Yeah, I see. We, we, watching, we were watching the uh, – a little bit of the WNFC's live stream games. Like we watched a little bit of the Pumas and the, the Hippies game, and uh, then a little bit of the uh, well, the start before the Texas League took the field. And they either had 45 or 50, you know, players. Because I've seen this woman as they come trotting down to her, she smacked five hands in a movie yard, smacked five hands, and it was either nine or ten. I couldn't keep up with how many they had. And I'm thinking, man, in my opinion, they're probably the best women's team in football. And I'm wondering how many of those players really don't even see the field, period. You know, and when I was seeing them come on there. And, you know, I know that's a good problem to have if you can deal with it. But, you know, in our sense, we got 18 or 19, three or four of them just brand new that don't know much about football, period, and I done got them in football action. I done got them in a game, you know, and, and they didn't do they didn't do great, but they didn't do bad. They don't even know what's going on. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, here they got 45 or 50. They're worried about, you know, how, they, how they're how they going to get playing time. And I, I got 18 or 19 and thinking, wow, how am I going to get these up to speed in case I need them, you know. And so uh, it's it's so hard because every player that we have, we actually coach. You know what I'm saying? And I think that trickles down to what we've been talking about is, is every player y'all got, you coach. When you put a player in the game, y'all know that they may not be as good as who's in there, but you can depend on them to know what's going on. And they're probably better than most people's first team. But these big teams, I don't think they coach every player. Uh, I mean, pretty much when it comes down to that, it's the, you know, you're getting the new players, it comes down to the determination and the will to learn the game. You know, you got somebody there every practice, you know, wanting to, you know, call you and find out, you know, you know, coach, you know, can you, you know, send me the plays or, you know, how can I get better or can you come and work out with me, you know, to, you know, help me out or whatever, you know, on the off days during the week. You know, those those players be the ones that come in, you know, and don't pretty much know the game and will surpass the ones that have been there because they really, really want it, really want it. So, I mean, I have, you know, maybe one or two of those myself, but you can't beat, you know, determination. And that way to learn the game, it's not easy, but some of them really do. They They want to learn the game inside out watch videos, you know, on, you know, their 
on, you know, the position that they play, maybe on YouTube and, you know, watching film, you know, they just want to get better. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. I, I feel that, I feel one of the things that, that's hurting uh, the, hmm, I guess the caliber of women's football as a whole, not now, not necessarily any team in general, but as a whole, is is the lack of, of knowledge for for the game. You know what I'm saying is like, well, Francis lost the three girls I got. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm glad to have them, and I and I if if they were listening, I tell them all the time, I'm glad to have you. Here's the thing: now that I got you, you got to get better. You know, you've got to learn. A lot of this on your own. I work for a living. They work for a living. We don't get to see that. They've got to take the next step and learn a lot of this on their own that once they come to practice that we can try to put some of it together and and they it can help them out. And you know yourself, it's a game that you can't just learn overnight or in a week yeah. or two. You know, it's a, it's a long process. And I think that when you look at these better teams, bigger teams, because I'm not going to say better teams, I'm going to say bigger teams. The bigger teams seem to be better because they got, I mean, like, they could they could shave 30 players of theirs off and still be good. That's just wind addressing pretty much. So they, they've picked the best out of that many, whereas – you pick your 11 from 22, I pick my 11 from 18, they pick their 11 from 45. And in those 11, most of those girls have have been on big teams or been, um, been I'm going to say, I ain't going to say, I don't know what the correct word is, but they've been either paid or had their way paid to go to these camps and be around all this stuff and be on these USA teams and, and all that where so many girls that you have or I have haven't never had that opportunity may not ever get that opportunity. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But Deshaun, she, she's been with me since year one, and I think she got one invitation, and that was to something I don't even know. But, you know, she loves the game. Sean, I can count on her, you know, being at practice, but she, she, I don't know. But I think she should, you know, you can send out, you know, your, you know, Division One teams and, you know, you know, the bigger teams, some of the girls on their roster, they should give us a look too. I think we deserve, we deserve the same, you know, treatment that the other teams are getting. But this is a league and it's growing. It's growing, so... We'll see what happens in the years to come. Well, I can say this, and, and I, 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 I ain't afraid to say it at all, and I'm sure you would agree. I would much rather play and and get to play and learn the game and be a part of the game on a small team as to ride the dang pine on a big team and never get oh, to see the field. Just to say, oh well, I play for this team. I play. For... Listen, I, I've never been one of those that, you know. I tell all my girls, and they, they'll tell you. I tell, hey, you want to play? Get better. Learn the game. I want you to play. Shit, I want everybody to play. But everybody just can't play, you know. Everybody has to 
uh, you know, everybody has to do their part. And, um, you know, that's part of it. But I, I'm telling you, I would much rather uh, play on a smaller team and play at the right to find on a big team. That's true. Because, I mean, we have somebody that came from down in Florida. So she can't, she was the number one player on the team. She come in, we like, uh, where did you were the number one player on what, what team? Then we had somebody that came from Carolina. She said, oh, yeah, I played for the uh, New York Sharks, and I played down in Carolina. And, I mean, yeah, I started on offense, started on defense, and you couldn't even tell. Like, you know, then they get the, oh, you know, we learned the most here yet because you were actually taught the game of football. You know, you probably was probably didn't even get no burn. I mean, I never even read nothing about them, you know, or seen any videos on them. But they come, you know, here saying that they did this and they did that, and they really don't know the game of football. So, I mean, I'm glad I did. I, I get the opportunity to, you know, help and teach these girls, you know, the game of football. And, you know, by the time they leave, if they leave us, you know, some of us leave, some of them leave, some of them stay there. You know, we got the best, you know, football player out of them, you know, in the season or two seasons that we had. So. Well, too, you know, it's it's just think of, of a lot of these girls, what you're, you know, what you're doing for them as far as their life, not just as a, as a player, but, you know, how some of them, and I don't know any of your players that way, but I do know a lot of the players we've had, you know, we, just uh, football has, has changed a lot in their life and give them something to, to look forward to that they didn't have any other way and, uh, you know, bring the best out in them as far as being on a team and uh, yeah. being, you know, being able to play and play against good teams and, and that kind of stuff. Listen, the main thing for me is, hey, I appreciate playing against good teams. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't judge, you cannot judge how good you are by playing against a team that you're way better than. When you That's when true. you want to judge how good you are, you play against a team that can bring it and you bring it and, and in the end when it's when it's close and it's a coin toss who can win it, then you can judge your team. And, you know, a lot of these girls never experience that kind of stuff throughout life or, you know, in school. Maybe their body types didn't fit any of the sports, you know. Maybe their lifestyles was different. Their parents wouldn't let them. So being able to give these girls an opportunity to play this game, to change their lives, and, you know, in all these areas, and, you know, be um, a cornerstone for women's football. Because, listen, it's it's not reached its full potential nowhere near yet. Nope. And that's true. I can't wait for it to reach the full potential. We're going to be around for a long time. And I thank you guys for having us in the USL. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a great opportunity, truthfully. I really appreciate you and Jen, you know, always being there. You know, it's never a time that we don't call and you guys are there. You know, they ask any questions and, you know, and, you know the competition here is, is really good. I just can't, you know, can't wait till the season really, really gets kicked off. I mean, it's kicked off already, but, you know, by mid-season, you know, everything will, you know, really be in full swing. I really thank you guys for allowing us, you know, to, to be in your league. Well, we're just, you know, we're fortunate to have 
I mean, we don't have a bunch of good teams, but we have some good teams, and your team is definitely one of them. And, you know, we're the, you know, when the, these, and that's what I say for when this guy finally starts talking and stuff, and I look at your team, basically, because you're the champs from last year and, and defending champs and the prodigy. is I, I watched, I listen, I watched their Division Three championships. And I know some of their teams. I've played some of their teams. And I don't think they can beat you, you know, and I don't think they can beat the prodigy. And all I'm saying is, is, he don't have to go out there and say, oh, well, you know, you think your league's better. I don't think my league's better. I think I've got good teams in our league. I think the WFA has good teams. I think the WNFC has good teams. But we all have bad teams as well. And that's yeah. the bottom line. Is it's all of us have good and all of us have bad. It's just the WFA has so many more. I mean, they got so many. Does, does two games being forfeited, do they even care? You know, I care. I can tell you right now, I don't want a game forfeit, period. I can tell I can tell you right now, somebody don't show up to the game. I'm not happy about it. I'm just, you know, I just think week one and you have two teams already forfeit. That just don't sound too good a business to me. Yeah, that's, that's, that's terrible business. I mean, it's... You know, in the beginning, that you know your team, you know you had, you didn't have what it, you know what it took as well as players, you know, organization or whatever. You, sh- you shouldn't even put them out there or put them on, you know, on a, the schedule because it really, it really makes the organization. I'm not saying overall look bad, but it makes not the the league look bad, but your organization look bad. Which that's what I like about it being in it. You know that you know in this league where you know. We make we'll we'll you know switch things up or you know we'll we'll make it work. Everyone's pretty much on the same page, so I'm really happy to be well, here. That's, main objective is listen, and I tell everybody this at the first of the year is if if there's any way we can switch and work something out rather than forfeit, let's do everything in our power, and that's not just me, that's you, that's every single team because in the end. Your team needs to play their game. The team you're playing needs to play their game. I mean, if it's coming down to the point where, well, I don't want to play this game, then you just need to get out and don't play any games, and then we'll try to figure out something. But forfeiting here and there, I, I don't, I don't like it. And you know, we're we're sort of in a we're in a different situation. We have a lot of small smaller teams, I, and you know, I'm trying to do this iron woman thing so they can build these teams up to where, you know, they they don't have to have 30 players. But, you know, they're they going to have to work at it themselves. I can't just do it for them. I can't go to their area and, and hold trials for them. You know what I'm saying? They have to put in the work that Katisha and Dave and his staff put in to get players there. You know, it has to be a priority come July 14th or 15th. You know what I'm saying? The day after season's over, it has to be a priority to get better, get bigger, get more players. Not not come, uh, you know, March March 1st, say, oh, God, we need players. You can't wait that long. You've got to start. you got to start since the year's over 
building your program. And when people do that, a lot of people get mad because, well, look at them, they did it. You shouldn't get mad. You should get happy and want to follow suit because they're doing their homework. They're doing what they need to do to make their team better. And if everybody yeah. took approach, then they would have 20 players. I, I promise you, there's no doubt, every team in our league that does not have 20 players, if you go to their city and you look around, you're going to say there's no reason why they shouldn't have 20 players. I'm going to tell you, it's because come July, it wasn't a priority. It wasn't a priority till probably, uh, you know, when the season was, I mean, when when uh, the first of the year came, they might have started worrying about it. You've lost five months' worth of recruiting and opportunity to help your program out right there. So I, I think, you know, that's where, that's the one downfall of our league versus the other the other leagues is you know, they, they allow twenty five and they don't care, you know, if you've got twenty five other teams got eleven now, they'll every game. I, I don't want it to be that way. I'm giving these teams an opportunity to play each other. They're gonna have to play a good team or two, but most of their games are against each other that they can compete with with the same amount of players and build on that, you know. By next year, every one of them will have half again as many players, you know, and like you have done. You know, like you said, you got down to 11. Last year you had 18 or 19. Now you got 22. And, you know, if, if you lose some of them, you probably got some, you know, you can get right back because you built that program up. You've got a good program. You've got a good team. And people want to play for good teams and good programs. Yeah, that's true because I had the same players that I had pretty much back when we played the Smash in November. I only have still nine from then, and we built from November until now what we, you know, the numbers that we have. I'm still, I got a call today about somebody wanting to play. I don't have nowhere to put them, you know, so it's, you know, they can work out, you know, with us or whatever, but I have no, I have nowhere to, you know, to put them. We get more players now, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, being that they came to the game, they watch us play, you got people, oh, I want to play, I want to play. They want to play. A lot of them, I say they want to play because they see, you know, oh, yeah, I want to play football, but can you really last a whole season from August all the way through July with coming to practice, you know what I'm saying, doing the fundraisers, you know, going to events, you know, when we go out and feed the homeless, can you really, you know, withstand all of these months and that commitment, you know, to bond with these girls, you know, going to the weight room, you know, putting in that extra work, you know, than rather coming in when we already started and we already, you know, molded together to want to come in because everybody pretty much in this area knows about, you know, this team, but they don't want to put in that, that extra work until, you know, we're already playing. So that's that's one of the issues that I'll be having with certain things. Yeah, I think, yeah, we we do as well, and you know, I, I know after, you know, I, I get a feel for coming into the year of who's leaving and who's staying. And, you know, you sort of check that void. And, and as soon as the season's over, we're starting to try to find somebody to to fill those spots. So, yes. Keisha, I appreciate you coming on here. 
Hey, before we go, tell everybody how good your team is. We know you're two and zero and rolling and uh, blowing everybody's ass out. So uh, <laughs> tell us how good you are. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. We we are just as good as the team that we're playing, pretty much. Hey, um, I just I'm just glad that we, you know, the team that we have this year. This year's team is better than any other team that I've had because of you know the way they they are together. You know, it's like they're they're not just a team; they're family. Like for real, this is the first year that I've ever had a team that was so tight. You know, but. Um, I don't know. We're just we're just as good as the team that we're playing. That's that's pretty much all I gotta say. But we're looking forward to, you know, hopefully, you know, at the end of in July, being able to play in that championship game. Well, that, you know, you 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 said the true true word. You may not have as as much talent as what you had, and I don't know really. I mean, not to watch you play, but. But being they're all together, that makes it more dangerous than having all the talent that's not together. When you start getting everybody to play together, that love to play together, that you know what I'm saying, that is yeah. when you got some. And that truly is. And I, I mean that. And I, like I said, I haven't even got to watch you play. I just know uh, what I hear and stuff that you're rolling. So. I'm sure soon enough I, I will find out how how good how good you are up close in person. So, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show and not talking with us. And uh, good luck this weekend. All right, thank you. And you, um, we'll be seeing you soon, Dave. Okay, appreciate it. All right, all right, thank you. Bye. Huh? All right, Tisha Simpson, owner of the Hampton Rose Lady Gators. 2018 Iron Woman Champions. Uh, you know, I had some some good good stuff right there. You know, you get uh, they've been in the WFA. They they come over here and uh, win. They got some really good players. And, uh, and man, they they want to win. And they, they if you're gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I'm speaking for every team in in the Iron Woman division. You're gonna win a championship. It's going to go through them. They're the defending champs, and and they're on a roll. So it's it's going to be exciting. That's for sure. No no doubt about it. But um, I know I've been uh, harping a little bit on that. But it, you know, I uh, I have been been holding this in about you know our league not ever getting any any credit, and uh, I just I just wanted to say that you know we. We have some good teams in here that can compete with any of the other league's teams on the same level of player basis. And, you know, that's, you know, I don't think you're going to take it as a whole and put them against the Texas League or the Duke and all that. But I think as a whole, they're going to, they're as good as there is. All right, I've got another guest here. We've got Bulldog Henderson from the Tri-City Thunder. She's wanting to come on here and clear up a little higher about the West Virginia talk we've been hearing. Hey, Coach. How about it? Hey, what's going on? Nothing much. What you been up to? Yeah, I'm just sitting here running my mouth. What I do best. What about you? You ready to go? Oh, yeah. You go. Uh, 
They better call me Smokey the Bear. They better call me Smokey the Bear. <laughs> well, I, are, are you fired up? You heard uh, you heard Katisha talking about how good her gators are. And, uh, you know, uh, we got we got them coming up in a month or so, and um, you know, under no circumstances we know anybody. I'm not just saying we're not overlooking anybody, but if you're going to win a championship, you're going to have to beat the Gators to do it. Absolutely. And uh, they, and like listening to her talking, I, they do have a, a strong team, a returning team, and uh, they got the same attitude we got. They coming for something and they know uh, they want it. Uh, want to retain that championship, but uh just like everybody say, we got to go against them. They got to go against us, too. So, we're going to be knocking well, at the door at the same time. Well, I felt like, you know, when she talked about her team, you know, it's the best as a whole better than last year because everybody plays together and it's like a family. And, and you know, I sort of feel that way about our team is, is we're, we're, we're the same way we play for – one another and not each other, you know, not our own individual self. And uh, that's when that happens, you you get some good teams. And uh, it's going to be a battle when that day comes. But right now, I want to talk about this this West Virginia game. Um, I know you don't know this guy, but the very first year we had had a team in our organization for six weeks. We got ready to go. We were playing in the league. We're playing in now. And we were opening up on the road. And this guy that had a team before, his name was Mark something. He owned a team. They were called the Atlanta Heartbreakers. And for six weeks, this guy went on social media. And all he talked about was sending the thunder back to the Heartbreak Hotel. We're going to get to Tri-City's Thunder down here and break their hearts. We're going to. I mean, it was just on and on and on. How embarrassing he was that we were going to get embarrassed and this, that, and other. For six weeks that he did this talk. I got two girls on my team at the time that had played one year of football each. And that was the only experience I had, period, on our team. We take 14 players down there and blow them out of the stadium. And, you know, we never talked the first bit. All this talk, when the game was over, he didn't even want to shake my hand, you know. And I told him when the game was over, look, I don't do my talking on social media. We do it on the field. I'm I'm ready for this same guy, this coach at West Virginia. I'm ready to tell him the same thing. Oh, yeah. And that's what I like I was telling you. I hope he has that same uh, talk and attitude at the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to talk junk or anything, but I just want to, I just hope that he just continues to have that ambition and that, and that talk as the game go by. I mean, I just don't understand how somebody who hasn't won a game can talk about somebody who has. And the way that he is, and I know, I mean, he, I don't know if this coach has been doing it for six weeks or, but I know he's been doing it for a while now. And then the things that, uh, 
they're saying on social media, like what you talked about earlier, everybody goes to social media. But when social media is going to be the first person to know that score coming out uh, quarter by quarter. So I hope he can uh, chew the uh, the big chew that bite that he's biting off, the food that he's eating, biting off. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I look at it like this, and, and I love rivalries. Don't get me wrong. I, I love rivalries. I think they're they're great for the sport and everything else. But here's here's what rivalries are to me. Is you let players, you know, listen. The when when Duke and, and North Carolina play, there's no bigger bigger rival than Duke and North Carolina. You don't hear the coaches talk. You might hear the players talk, but that they know each other. But it's the fans that talk. It's the media that talks. It's all them. You know, I, I love rivalries, and you know, if if Mandy and Noodles want to talk to the to the girls they know, then I can see that. I can see them going back and forth. They're friends. They played together. All that. It's a rivalry game. I can see it. But I don't see this brand new coach that knows nothing about our team organization wanting to go out there and poke fun and guarantee they're going to put up 36 on us and, and all that stuff. Uh, because I'm going to tell you right now, I take all that stuff personal. And, you know, I'm, they might. I'm not saying they won't. I'm going to tell you this. They better be ready to play. We're going to play hard and play with a lot of intensity and uh, all that. I'm not guaranteeing no score. I don't guarantee wins and all that. I'm just guaranteeing you that we're going to go play hard, solid football for 48 minutes, and they better be ready to match that intensity. And that's it. And I and I second that. And like I said, and like you was just saying, he needs to understand not only like. I mean, he getting you fired up, but you got a team that comes behind you that's going to support that. That's not going to – like, you got – I know when – I mean, with me hearing stuff like that, you're not going to talk to my coach like that and thinking it's going to be an easy game. Like, I'm going to play even harder, and I'm going to make sure my coach is going to have to you and tell you. Like, you're going to have all this stuff, and I hope, and I hope his uh, girls can understand that. And like you said, I'm not going to talk jump the whole game. I let the scoreboard, the scoreboard do the talking. And it blows my mind that you can talk about 36 points. And they haven't even, in the game that they have played, they haven't even put up 36 points and no game. So, I mean, like you said, I don't guarantee anything. They might come out here and, I mean, who knows, they might have a change of heart or it just wasn't a good game for them. But, I really don't see uh I really don't see it but uh I know I'm playing hard enough. I'm an, I know I'm playing so they it, it won't be possible. Yeah, I I'm with you. I think that ever I think everybody is is ready to play and have you know have adapted the same uh theory as 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 you have, you know, and I think that um, you know, and you being new to to the sport of the women's football, and and uh, you know, listen, I know one thing. It's like when you go somewhere 
for the very first time, you just soak everything up and take everything in so much you don't want to miss anything. And and that's what you're doing here. And, you know, every little detail, you know, every little uh, crack or joke this guy's putting out there, you know, it may be fun and games to him, but it's serious to us. And, you know, when when you start taking, like Patricia said, a team that is a family that, you know, you got 18 or 19 players and, and they're all – has one rather than have 18 or 19 that, you know, they're two or three group here, two or three group there, you might do something with them. But when you get that many people behind you and everything else, it's going to be tough uh, for them to pull this deal off. It, it definitely is because I feel like our team, uh, even with this, this is being my first year, so this is my first uh, experience, and I feel like we have all came together as one. I mean, as the games go on, I think we just start more knowing more and more with each other, getting more comfortable and playing in positions more uh, throughout the game so you get closer with each other so you can know how each uh, play off of each other. And I think we are <clears throat> growing every day. And I think we are uh, we are one as a family. I mean, you can see it to, from the way that we arrive on the field, the way we get ourselves together, and the way we uh, stretch, and the way we go out and perform. Uh, I think everybody's going to feel the intensity. That's what I said. Uh, I hope we can say that same energy when we arrive there and when we leave. Because, I mean, I don't know about him, and I don't know about – I mean, he must have a lot of free time on his hands because – He's worried about us so much. I hope he's texting his girls to tell him to get ready too, because it's gonna be it's gonna be a rude awakening. I I, I agree. And I'm gonna tell you something else. I hope everybody that, everybody that's listening. I hope they wear blue and gray, not black and red, because black and red ain't gonna get it done this weekend. And uh, he said if he didn't wear black and red, then it didn't matter. Because you didn't matter, so <laughs> you know he he better uh, he better stop and uh, you know rethink some of the some of his some of his words. Because I've got a lot of girls that have a lot of uh, aggression and uh, tired of hearing talk, and you know I I don't even do social media, so I don't even know what I said. I just hear as soon as he posts up. Because listen, so people get tired of not having any, uh, uh, people get tired of not having any, getting any respect, you know. And listen, we've, we've only won one late game. I mean, we played Knoxville in that game down there, and it was a whole game. And But nobody's seen us play. Nobody, I mean, they're a WFA team. But we've only won one league game, and I don't think anybody needs to crown us champions or anything like that. Don't nobody to think. But here's the thing. You go watch the film, the team we just played and beat, and, and we were in control of that game from start to finish. Never had was any any kind of push at all. We, I think that team can beat, that we played, can beat both West Virginia and Fayetteville team. And they got beat 
by a Fayetteville team that in the beginning of the third quarter lost their best player and end up finishing the game with 10. So what I'm saying is you lost he lost the player to himself. You're you're you didn't even score. You got beaten overtime. You couldn't even pull any points out at all. You got beat by team that finished the game with ten. We played a team that hurt. They wasn't a huge team either. They got several players hurt. They got down to ten players. We matched. We didn't play our eleven against their ten. We played ten when they played ten. But we were in control of that game and won that game pretty easy. And you watch that game film of us, and you watch the game film of them, and you want to say you're going to put up 36 points, and you're going to, you know, your defense is going to bust people in the mouth, and your offense is going to score a lot of points. I mean, I'm all for, um, you know, getting your team ready to play in the locker room. I'm all for giving a big pep speech. But you start going out there on social media, and you start talking you know, making people mad, people taking offense, you better be ready to back that up. And that's exactly right, because I am the one to uh, take it offensive. Like, not that I'm coming out here to hurt anybody, but I'm coming out here to play football. And I hope that whoever's in my path of me doing that need to understand that I got one goal, and that's to dominate. So, like I said, they better thank they coach for all that, because I mean, I was going to come out here and play harder, and I have a purpose. And uh, to, But now I'm out here to even make, make sure, like, I'm going to make sure that we uh, are scoring every possession, every time we touch the ball. Like, I'm going to make sure that uh, anybody that's in the crowd red, wearing red and black going to feel the heat <laughs> come off. Because, like I said, when I come out there, it's going to be uh, – I'm putting four fires out. Well, I, I, oh yeah, everybody, everybody else feels the feels the same way as you do. You, you brought Mandy. She she <laughs> she feels exactly the same way. And Noodles Noodles called me today, and she's fired up, wishing it's already Saturday. You know, to get here because uh, you know they used to play for West Virginia, and they played for us. Uh, started playing for us when West Virginia decided not to have a team. And then all of a sudden this year they decided to have a team, and you know they felt they they live halfway in between them and us, and you know they wanted to play here, and I never, you know I never pushed them. They told me they wanted to play here, and I was glad they did. And now all of a sudden you know there are uh, people over there. Well, you shouldn't be playing there. You should play here. And, you know they've made it personal, and you know what, um, you know forever mending them. You know just. You know, it was like, hey, I still got love for love for these players and uh, that uh, all that. So they uh, they now it's become personal, you know, and they're poking fun at them and everything else. So it should be, uh, you know, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, so we're we're. Uh, we're ready to we're ready to roll for sure. Yes, we are, and we and we are prepared. And I just can't wait till Saturday get here so we can go ahead and uh, shut some mouths up 
and move on to the next game. Yeah. Another tip off the log. Right. Well, we're. I think I think we're ready to go. We had a good uh, good weekend at practice, and uh, uh, you know we're 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 ready to go. I mean, we had a had a week off, and then, uh, we we had a had a good practice and changed some things and put in some things. It should it should be a good week for good week for football. And like I said I hope to go put. You know, go show, put our talents on showcase. See what, see what we got, and let them know. Hey, you know, I feel, I feel as though our team is like Rodney Dangerfield. We don't ever get any respect, and that's okay. We've been before, so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll accept that role. Yes, we will, because they might not give us respect at the beginning, but they definitely gonna give us to us at the end. Yeah. Well, Anderson, I got about all time here. You, you stay focused and ready to go, and uh, uh, we'll we'll see you in a day or two, and uh, we'll be be ready to go playing us another football game. All right, Coach. Well, I'll see you then. All right. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Well. All right, folks. Jessica Henderson. She's a good rookie player for the Trop City Thunder. She gets fired up. I love her energy. You know, it's uh, that's that's one thing that a lot of these teams lack is, is energy from players. So many of our players even are so reserved that they, you know, they don't. I'm glad she's not because she her motor runs all the time, and that's a that's a good thing. So uh, really glad to have her have her on this team and her energy and attitude, that stuff goes a long way for me. Um, hey, I want to appreciate uh, everybody for listening. J.C. Hawk Sports Network for giving us this opportunity to talk women's football and uh, have some guests on. And Thanks to Katisha from the Hampton Rose Lady Gators for coming on. Um, they they got a good team, man. They're, they're going to be tough to beat again. Uh so they're rolling. Appreciate her coming on, talk about her team, and uh, uh, spend some time with us. And who knows what next week, who we can get on and uncover. I still want to uh, get the players of the weeks on. We haven't decided who they are. Still waiting on some people to get their stats in and stuff like that. So as soon as I get all that, I'll, I'll have them on the show, and uh, hopefully it'll be next week for the first week. So. We always run a week or two behind on that anyway, to, uh, so these guests are not trying to come the week after they play. So um, we'll try to have as much done uh, player-wise as far as next week as we can. Uh, thank everybody for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.